Leaning Toward Wisdom, the podcast. Greetings and welcome inside the Yellow Studio 4.0. Today's episode can also be found at the YouTube channel if you care to see the video. I don't do videos very often, but I'll talk more about that later. Let's talk about leaning toward creativity. The Yellow Studio 4.0. My name is Randy Cantrell. I'm your host here. The website is leaningtowardwisdom.com. About 15 years into my journey as a podcaster, I recorded an episode that was entitled a virtual tour of my podcasting studio. And nine years ago today on January the 25th, 2015, uh, I published that first kind of a virtual tour you can find it. I'll put links in the show notes to today, today's episode, Leaning Toward Creativity. Then in 2019, I, I did an update. So some years later, called Welcome Inside the Yellow Studio. This is how I now podcast. Or I, this is how I podcast now. Something to that effect. And since that time, I have tried to keep a page updated on my personal website, randycantrell.com and the page is in the navigation it's just called inside the yellow studio i, I as things change podcasters kind of we nerd out on these kinds of things you may not and that's fine i don't want you to hit stop i don't want you to tune out thinking okay well i'm not a podcaster i listen to podcasts but no this is not about the gear it's not about it really is not so much about the Yellow Studio. The Yellow Studio 4.0 is just a metaphor. And it's a metaphor for creativity. It's a metaphor for creation. Uh, now, the technology over the course of the last 24 years or so that I've been doing this craft of podcasting has changed. It's changed dramatically. I mean, things were way harder uh, back around 1999 in the year 2000, things have gotten enormously easier. And then it was just uploading audio files to the web. Uh, we n Nobody called it podcasting. Uh, at, the, at the most, it was called audio journaling because blogs weren't blogs yet. Blogs were journals. People were journaling and became blogging. And some of us who were just putting audio files up online it morphed into what Apple would term podcasting. Things have gotten way, way easier. I mean, the, the tech has come so stinking far. It's so much more refined. It's so much, it's it's just vastly easier, especially for those of us that are kind of audiophiles and kind of picky about audio. It's just so much easier now to make it uh, replicatable. Over and over. I mean, you can just pretty much ensure that the quality can be kind of what you want. And I enjoyed those early years. Don't get me wrong. Because none of us had a clue. Uh, we were just trying to figure it out. 
And it's fun. I, I have fun trying to figure things out. Uh, and admittedly, I can be a gearhead like most podcasters can be. This is not about being operational, though. This is not about really even podcasting so much. As I said, just the metaphor. And really, the metaphor is is beyond just creativity. It's about create, creating, and it's about publishing and sharing. Um, it's about broadcasting these stories and these ideas and these observations and these insights. And that was the genesis of the whole thing. I mean, the Yellow Studio came about because I was the father of high school kids and like I, there's some things that I want to lay down in audio and it wasn't, it was leaning toward wisdom. I dubbed it that because it's not like I've got it. It's not like I've arrived my hands in the air. I, I'm, I'm the bastion of wisdom. Everybody follow me. Now from the early days, I defined wisdom as getting it right in real time, hard, really hard. Any idiot can get it right in retrospect. But in the heat of the moment, when the bullets are flying, can we mostly get it right? And hopefully we can mostly get it right, but sometimes we get it way wrong. That's just my simpleton view of wisdom. I was trying to get it right in real time, and I was mostly bent on – it wasn't like I wasn't sharing insights and things with the kids. I was. I was doing that in real time as a dad and now as a grandfather. Uh, but it was, I wasn't chronicling any of that. I wasn't recording any of that. You know, we're having all these conversations and discussing various questions and ideas and sharing stories and insights and doing what any generation with any sense of responsibility does is we're trying to pass it on. I'm trying to pass on some things to these kids who are in the throes of of figuring that out, just like I was when I was a high school kid. And it just dawned on me sitting one day, and I've told this story before, but it's short. I'm staring at a digital recorder. I'm holding in my hand one that I use to just dictate notes to myself. This is before the smartphones had been so pervasive. I had always had a little micro cassette or something, and I've got this little Olympus digital recorder in my hand. And I'm looking at this thing, and I'm thinking, man, wouldn't it have been cool if my great-grandfathers would have had this kind of tech? Because I could just click play, and I could listen to them. Well, they didn't have that tech, and I couldn't click play and listen to them. And these were men that I, for the most part, I just knew of them. I didn't know them. And... I thought, well, you dummy, you've got the, you, you're sitting here holding it in your hand and you're not doing anything with it. You're not creating anything that future generations could click play and maybe learn something from, not because you're all that and then some, but just to share your journey. It's got value, maybe. Now, I, I did absolutely think nobody's going to listen to this right now. But my family, you know, once I'm dead, they'll listen. And uh, that really was the notion. That was the idea. And very quickly, I, I began to hear from some people, and I'm like, I don't even know how you found this. And I mostly began to hear some from people across the ocean 
I'm like, I really don't know how you found this. Uh, but I began some email interchanges with some folks, and one thing led to another, and this small cult band of people who had nothing better to do than to listen to some old guy in Texas talk about various and sundry things that I, I hoped would be beneficial to my one-day grown kids or grandkids or who knows. I mean, however long the earth stands and the Internet's alive and the files stay out there. So that's what began this thing. And it was, I don't know if it was so much creativity initially as it, it absolutely was about publishing and sharing for sure. And so I started to think about my past, my childhood. I started just thinking about, I've always been kind of fascinated, if not obsessed, about this this quest of knowing yourself and figuring figuring it out. The great thing about life is there's not just one right way to go, especially when it comes to personality or style. Now, I think there's one right way to go because I'm a Christian. So when it comes to the way that we live our life, there's clearly, in my opinion, in my viewpoint, one right way to go. But when it comes to the decisions that you make, who are you going to marry? Are you going to marry? Are we going to have kids? How are we going to raise the kids? How are we going to live our life? What is my career going to look like? What kind of car are you going to drive? Where do you want to live? I mean, there's so many different variables in our life that boil down to individual personal preference. And there's so many different personalities and so many different ways that people operate stylistically. So when I say there's not just one right way to do it, that's what I mean. I mean, in these other areas of life. And I began to ponder that and think about that even as a young guy, because I was the kid who was, I was the kid who for a long time was not, was not that comfortable in my skin. Was a was a I was a kid who was uh I just I something was different. Something you know people that know me are like, well yeah, we could we could have told you a long time ago something was different about you. Uh, and not in a good way. I just I and I've talked about this a time or two, I think, before I, I was the kid who from the get-go, I was a peacemaker on the school ground. I don't know why. I've got various ideas. For me, it seemed logical because I didn't want us to get in trouble, and I didn't want I didn't want us to have to go home and not be able to stay out here and play. Um, but I didn't. I just. I didn't. I didn't want. I didn't want people in the circle. I. I don't. We don't want to fight. There's not now. If we're going to put on boxing gloves and we're going to kind of, it's going to be a contest. I'm in. I'm in. I'll be the first to sign up, but uh, we're just going to get into a spat. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not about that. And yet, I'm not. I'm not averse to conflict because I, I've seen some incredibly productive things come from conflict. And I'm not talking about strife. Strife is duking it out, winner take all. Uh, in this to kill each other. Strife is is not the conflict for me. The conflict might be disagreement. Uh, 
That's okay. You know, hey, what if we go do this? And somebody else says, well, I don't want to do that. What if we do this other? Out of those kinds of conversations can be born a better outcome if we'll harness it. So I've always been on this journey of trying to figure myself out and and learn more. Um, And it started for me mostly because I want to be like everybody. I want to be like everybody else, you know. Why, 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 why am I like this? You know, I'd like to not be, I'd like to not be racked with guilt or whatever else, you know, I don't know. So I've been on this quest all my life and still I'm on it to try to have some deeper understanding about how I roll. And I say all that to just say this, there's not just one right way to go. I think for me and my personality, there's a way that might be best, might be ideal, and that may not be at all the way that you need to roll. You know, I'll sit with coaching clients. Um, I've done it even just today. And it's very common for a person doing what I do for a living for people to say, well, you know, what, what should I do or what would you do? And I'll say, well, you're not me and I'm not you, so what I would do really doesn't have any bearing here, but sometimes we'll engage in role play just so that people can get some idea of what something might sound like. Now I'm going to use words and I'm going to use language and I'm going to use expressions and things that might not at all be in the wheelhouse of this person sitting across from me. And that doesn't make it right or wrong. It just makes it kind of uniquely mine. And I think that's, I think that's the rub. Clearly, we all want some easy button when it comes to creativity or publishing or sharing, whatever. Give me the formula. You know, give me the formula so I can be a YouTube rock star. Give me the the formula so that I can be this popular writer. Give me this formula so I can be a wildly successful artist or musician or pick any endeavor of creativity. And I would argue that most everything is an endeavor of creativity. It doesn't matter if it's science. It doesn't matter if it's technically in the arts. It doesn't matter if it's in business. Creativity is all around us. Creativity is found in Jeffrey Gittimer. I have followed Jeffrey Gittimer for decades. And he makes tells a story about being create, creative. You now, here's a guy that he's on the road a lot. Well, he, he was. I don't know that he still is, but he was on the road all the time, you know, traveling, doing seminars and giving speeches and he's a sales trainer kind of a guy. He's a, he's a back East guy. He's a Philly guy and kind of shaved his head. Even at the time still does like me. That's why I got a beanie on and he's got all this. He's got all this, all this stuff with him. He's been on a plane and he's coming into this hotel and he's checking in and he's, you know, he's got bags of stuff that he needs to do what he does in this public speaking arena. And he just looks like he's been jerked through a knot hole backwards. And a girl's behind the counter at a hotel, and she doesn't even look up. And she just utters this question. Did you see that? I gave myself a thumbs up. If you're watching the video, go watch it. You'll see I gave myself a thumbs up. I have no idea what's going on there, by the way, kids. This happens to me sometime in Zoom calls. I'm not using Zoom. And it still does it. 
If you know why it does that and how I can stop that, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, but it was a good point, so I agree with the thumbs up. So Jeffrey is checking in to this hotel, or he's going to try to. He has a reservation. And the girl, without looking up, just says, checking in. And, of course, being the smart alecky guy that he is, which I have complete respect and appreciation for, you know, he wants to say so many things, but he's like, really? I mean, she couldn't be more creative than that. Like she could have, she could look up and say, man, you look like you've been jerked through a knothole backwards. I have got a room waiting for you. How much better of an experience would that be for a customer if this person at the counter of a hotel just used some creativity to do that? I think that makes my point about being creative. We love to brag about being lifelong learners. Some of us are, some of us aren't. And as much as I love to learn, which does include a fair amount of consumption, meaning reading, listening, observing, watching, I can tell you that I'm equally in love, maybe even more so, with creativity. Mostly crafting something from nothing. Now, it's not really nothing because there's a ton of backstory behind every act of creation that person behind the hotel counter who might would be creative enough to say you look tired that thought's coming from somewhere number one i would propose that person's kind of wired that way but they're a person who gets it they they aren't just thinking about themselves they're not just sitting there with their head down thinking about i just got to get through this day They're thinking about the person on the other side of the counter, and they're thinking about what all they may have endured just to get to this point, especially when you look the way Jeffrey describes the way he looked on this particular day, having traveled all day. Maybe it was raining. You know, he just whipped, just whipped to his socks and just ready to get in a room and crash. How many folks do you think come to hotels and they're feeling the exact same way? Well, the act of creativity would be a person that they got to be thinking about that. So it's not like it comes from nothing, but I say mostly nothing. Maybe a spark, an idea, could be small, could be big, could be some little burning ember of an idea. It could be a lightning bolt. You ever had those? I don't mean literally. Hopefully you haven't been hit by lightning. Uh well, you've had a lightning bolt of inspiration sometimes. No, they may not happen very often, but, you know, they happen. Here's the thing about creativity. It takes practice. And by practice, I mean a couple of things. Number one, practice is in you have to do it. We can sit around and talk about it all day, but you got to do it. And practice also in the sense that we need to do it repeatedly, well, as well as we know how, over and over with Incremental, hopefully sometimes even more than incremental improvement all along the way. Just keep getting better, keep getting better, keep getting better. Always be getting better. Um, And so the Yellow Studio 4.0 for me, especially over the last year, has really become a metaphor for my own creativity at this late stage of life. Bouts of creativity 
versus bouts of not being creative at all. I mean, come on, that's that's been the battle that has prevailed my entire life. And I suspect if you are also trying to be creative, probably you too. I had an impressive Matchbox car collection back when Matchbox cars were little die-cast replicas of real vehicles that you could find on the road. And I loved them. I absolutely loved them. I spent hours on my knees on our big, long sofa in this miniature world with these little bitty Matchbox cars. And it was great. It was wonderful. But the same day that I'm doing that and engaged for hours upon end and time's just split, just slipping away, I could also find myself out in the yard maybe staring up through pine trees either by myself or maybe with friends and just looking at the clouds wondering, okay, what are we going to do now? You know, bored out of our minds. Enthusiastic hours spent building forts in woods or maybe a tree house, which was really just a platform on some limbs and a tall tree in the backyard. And then you can offset those times where time just rushed by and you didn't know where it went because you were just so engaged in what you were doing to times where we were just, it was like we had been darted. You know, we were just lethargic laying around wondering what we could do because we didn't have anything to do. And boredom was always fought off by engaging the gears of our imagination so we could hopefully create well, what we hoped would be hours of delight doing something that we had never done before. That big, big hill down at the end of the street, what if we built a cart and we could go down that, that hill? How cool would that be? Hey, and that pond, that pond down by that hill at the end of the street, what if we built a boat that we could put in that pond yeah, that'd be kind of cool. We hadn't done that before. It could be doing something that we'd done a million times before. But what's wrong with a million and one? We liked it the previous million. Let's do that again. One more time. Just one more time because we love it so. Which kind of fits the bill for this whole podcasting thing. The Yellow Studio 4.0 I'm sitting in the Yellow Studio 4.0 right now. No, it's not complete. Come on. I mean, you see bare, balls, bare walls behind me. You see yellow chairs. Uh, you see the yellow curtain over there to one side. I don't have – it's 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 in complete disarray. Um, but here I am. The creative part of the Yellow Studio 4.0 began because the 4.0 studio is in a different location than I've ever been in. The Yellow Studio 1.0 up to including the Yellow Studio 3.1, which is still alive and well, are in Texas. Yellow Studio 4.0 is not in Texas. We're not in Texas anymore, Dorothy. Uh, the Yellow Studio 4.0 is in Arkansas. Specifically, it is in Hot Springs Village, Arkansas which is also a place that I began a podcast uh, back in 2021, actually in June of 2021. 
began a podcast called Hot Springs Village Inside Out.com. Check it out if you want to. I didn't even know this place existed until 2018. And so we made a trip over here, kind of fell in love and kind of got smitten and didn't understand it. Didn't, didn't, had no idea the scope and scale. I don't, I don't even know what this place is. I just knew that I didn't want to drive eight hours to the Ozarks from Dallas, Fort Worth, and I could drive here in five and kind of sort of had the same feel as the Ozarks, big trees and some mountains and, you know, di- completely different topography than North central Texas, which is really what I was pursuing. And, uh, had no idea, no idea that we would ever one day own a place here and that I would spend any time here. Uh, but here we are, here we are. And it has been uh, 10 months, about 10 months in the making up to this point. And, uh, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. It's this, it's this act of create, it's this leaning toward creativity. It's this leaning toward something that I've always leaned into, but now I catch myself at the ripe old age of 66, leaning more heavily into it and now doing it from two different places, which, okay, well that presents, I can tell you this. When I started, when I launched the L Studio 1.0, it wouldn't have been possible. I mean, the technology would have been kind of sort of would have been cost prohibitive. The rack of equipment that I had and the the miles of wire and cable, I mean, there's just, wait, you're going to do that twice? No, I don't think so. Come on. It's, we barely did it once. But today, it's possible. It's very possible. I mean, I've got multiple microphones in both places. I've got multiple devices that I can connect my computer in both places. Uh, Here's where the leaning toward creativity really kicked in, though, when it comes to the L Studio 4.0, and that's the format of video. That's the platform, the medium of video. And it's the reason that I'm this maiden voyage out of the 4.0 is done using a webcam. I'm going to have something a little better than a webcam. Now I'm not, I'm not going full bore videography. Do not expect that. That that ain't happening. I began to think about the storytelling. I began to think about the sharing and I began to think about this place where 4.0 exists, hot Springs village, Arkansas. And I, I just looked around at the beauty and I'm like, do you ever read any James Missioner? James Missioner, I, I, I couldn't tell you a title of the book, but I, I tried to muddle through one or two, and I, I'm going to freely confess I, I wasn't a big fan. Now, he was a wildly famous guy, especially I think back in the 80s. There were a number of made-for-TV movies and maybe even motion pictures that were that were made from some of his books. But James Missioner... He could he could write a hundred pages describing a mountain range. <laughs> I can't do that. Don't want to do that. Not only could I not create it, I wouldn't create it because I don't want to read it. But man, show me a video of the mountain range. That'd be pretty cool. Show me some photographs of the mountain range. That'd be cool. And so I began to think about this place where I. I knew 4.0 was going to be, and that podcast, hot springs, village, inside out.com 
And I begin to think about this podcast. And I just begin to think about the use of video in creating and publishing and sharing. And I thought, you know, the technology is so stinking good. Why not? Why not? I mean, the phones, the phones that we carry are pretty terrific. So what I did, and I began to solicit you. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for it because some of you have been very generous, and I appreciate it very much. Um, and you can find it. You can find a, a way to contribute to the cause if you care to at the bottom of this post over at the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com. And I'll happily, I'll happily accept your generosity. But I did go ahead and pull the trigger. I'll, I'll tell you that. And so what I did is I purchased what's called an action camera. Now, when you think of action camera, mostly you think of GoPro. They're the dominant brand name in the space. I didn't buy a GoPro, but I bought an action camera. And when you action cameras are, you know, they're really, they're really small little square things. They've got great image stabilization. They've got a fixed lens. Uh, they're, they're just terrific. Now, are they the end all be all if you're into cinematography? No, but I'm not into cinematography. I'm not trying to be a cinematographer. I'm just wanting to tell stories and I'm wanting to share some things and I'm wanting to engage a deeper level of creativity in, in telling the stories by, by not being tethered to describe in words what an image could just better tell. And so I made the investment in this little action camera. Now, here's the thing that you need to know about action cameras. Speaking of creativity, when it comes to business, so you buy the action camera, and it's they're not cheap, but they're not stupid money. You know, it's four or five hundred bucks. Ah, oh, but there's accessories, Randy. You need accessories. Well, what kind of accessories? Oh, all kinds. Let your imagination go crazy. You need multiple batteries for sure, and now you need this contraption that will charge three batteries at one time. And oh, and you're going to need this and that and the other. And the next thing you know, it's like, well, okay, well now I'm. I'm way more than $500 into this thing. What's going on here? Um, and then, of course, you need wireless microphones. Come on, we don't, want to have, we don't want to have a lavalier microphone tethered to us and then a 30-foot cable. You know, that's, no, no, we need wireless. We need wireless. Thankfully, the technology is great and crazy good, and $400 gets you really top-notch wireless mics uh, and if you have a guest or somebody else or a co-host, you can both have one on. And it doesn't matter how far you get from the camera. Well, okay, within reason. It's not like you can get three miles away. But if you're within spitting distance of the camera, the quality is superb. So, yeah, I mean, the better part of $1,000, which is not chump change, but trust me when I tell you, there's a lot of folks on YouTube and they're using lenses that cost way more than a thousand bucks. Forget the camera. I mean, the cameras can cost, you know, two, three thousand dollars just for the body without a camera. Easy. And I'm like, I ain't doing that. Here's the other advantage for me when it comes to creativity with the action camera route small, innocuous. I could be on the back patio of a place and I just decide I want to record something and it's overlooking a golf course and it's just magnificent. 
and it's really innocuous because it's small. You can put it on a little bitty tripod. Oh, yeah. Are people going to notice? Yeah, but it's not like you, it's not like you got a full movie camera crew coming in. It's not going to be that obvious. And so you can be a little bit more clandestine in capturing some of this stuff, which that mattered to me. And so I like that part. So Lord willing, this year in 2024, you're going to see more of that. I'm going to incorporate more video here. At Leaning Toward Wisdom, I'm really going to incorporate more video at that podcast about Hot Springs Village, hotspringsvillageinsideout.com. If you are, if you are older, okay, well, let's just cut to the chase. If you're old, if you're like me, and you're thinking, you know, been in this city, been in this rat race for a while, it might be kind of nice to be among big trees and deer and wild turkey and chipmunks and groundhogs and squirrels and stuff and lots of birds might be kind of cool. I don't know. You might want to think about it. You might not. It might not be your cup of tea, but I'm going to hope to show off the place a little bit more. So this whole leaning toward creativity is really represented is represented by the Ella studio 4.0 and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Now I'm not I'm not in the saddle yet. I'm trying to get there. So hopefully over the next 30 days or so, I'm going to get this space okay 60. <laughs> Let's call it 60. I don't want to hem myself in here. So hopefully by the time we get to the end of March ish, um then it will have been a year that I've been on this journey to get 4.0 up and going. Um, because we bought we bought this place in uh, early March of 23. So 1st of March, it will have been a year. So by the time we get to the end of March, Lord willing, I'm fairly comp- confident that I can kind of have things kind of sort of squared away, if not altogether squared away. And I will be doing the majority of my creativity right here. In 4.0. And if not, then it'll be in 3.1. Let me encourage you to dive more deeply into your own creativity. I don't know what that looks like for you. That's for you to figure out. This is the great thing about our lives, is I don't get a vote in your life. Oh, I may have some, I may be a voice of some influence or some inspiration, but that doesn't mean I get a vote. It's your life. You can do what you want. You get to make up your own mind. So get busy doing that. Figure it out. Can the sharing of ideas and insights and stories, can it help us? Absolutely, it can. I believe it really, really matters who we surround ourselves with. And I think it really, really matters who we allow into our lives to be the safe people for us. And as I get older and lean harder toward wisdom and creativity, I'm also leaning harder into being more discriminating with my time and those people that I just allow in that 
don't go running off thinking that sounds hateful. It, it's not hateful at all. There's no hate behind it. There's no unkindness behind it. It just simply is a practical reality that works. There are lots of people out there, and there's lots of noise out there, and there's a lot of folks that I, I know I would be an absolute idiot to listen to <laughs> or to let into my life. So you do you, I'll do me, and hopefully we can benefit one another. It's kind of the object here at Leaning Toward Wisdom, Modern Tales of an Ancient Pursuit. The quest for self-awareness and figuring this out, anything that you've done that has worked better than something else, have you you stumbled on something in your quest to figure this out that you're thinking, man, I, I, I need to share that? I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear it. Just go to the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com. All kinds of ways that you can reach out and connect. Let me know. I'd like to hear. I really, 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 really would like to hear. Because I am not the smartest man in the room. I'm sitting in a room by myself, and I'm still not the smartest man in the room. It's a really inauspicious way to start the 4.0, isn't it? But so it goes. I appreciate you listening. Join the Facebook group if you dare. You can find it. There's links over at the website, leaningtowardwisdom.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you listening. Otherwise, I'm just a guy sitting in a room talking to himself. I'm good with that, too, by the way. My name is Randy Cantrell. Greetings and welcome. Inside the Yellow Studio 4.0.